Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Welcome to Asinine Radio, episode 163 of the pod. This is a kind of a big episode today. This week we're doing the AFI album Black Sails in the Sunset. But before we do that, we have our fearless beer review, our songs of the week, the album of the week, and then we're going to round out the show with some new music and other goings on in the music world because there's some stuff's going on. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but also, if you want to skip around, there's timestamps in the description. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you to the person who gave us five stars, five stars. on iTunes. That's awesome. Return. That's really, really awesome. Everybody go out and do that. Give us five stars on iTunes. Also, uh, subscribe to <laughs> us. Um, go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Now let's just get right into our fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, I actually have my fearless beer review comes in a three part because we had a little competition last night, and so I have a Bud Light, a Coors Light, and a Miller Light. Okay, and what are you gonna do on this? I'm not gonna do it. It was last night, but it was it. The reason why I have these is, is it spawned from from a. Uh, a friend of ours said he could easily tell the difference between three Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, and a blind taste test. So naturally, I called bullshit because I don't think anybody can fucking do that because they're too damn similar. And so we, we set out to do this blind taste test, and what we did was we took six cups, and at least one of them would be Bud Light, at least one of them would be Coors Light, and at least one of them would be Miller Light, but the other three could be a combination of any of the three. Okay. And so the, the, the point was to have everybody taste them and see how many they could get right, which nobody got all six right, which I, I was, I'm not surprised at all. Nobody got even five it. right. No, there's no way. But the highest one that somebody got was four out of six, and then two people mm-hmm. got three out of six, and I got zero out of six. <laughs> 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 which, if you think about it, right, because you have a, basically a 33% chance of just guessing the correct one. So getting yeah. zero out of six is actually just as difficult as getting all six <laughs> correct. Six right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. But to be Great, fair, in my in, in my defense, going into it, I knew none of us would get a decent decent marks on it, and I knew that I would do horribly on it because I only drink Coors Light with lime. I don't even know what the fuck Coors Light tastes like without a lime. <laughs> it's been too long. I don't know. Oh, you're insane! But yeah, that's why I got I got three today. So I'll be I'll be drinking those throughout the podcast. All right, what are you gonna be drinking first? Uh, I'll probably actually go with the Coors Light first. With no lime? No lime. Oof! I know you're I know. a new man. It's gross. Oh God. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, what I have I have a lager as well. Uh, unfortunately, this one does ha- this one has lime built into it. Ooh. Uh, this is called, it came out last week. It's called Dia de los Muertos. 
from um or no I'm, I'm sorry it's called dia de los deftones it's a mexican style lager with lime it's a five percent it's by belching beaver it's their brand new beer that they just put out the label is really really cool um so yeah i'm gonna open this one up from oceanside california if you didn't know where belching beaver is you told me it was dia de los muertos beer beer and that's what i looked up Oh, I was wrong until just now. I just realized it's not called Fucking that. It's called Dia de los Deftones. But oh my bad. God. But yeah, this is the third beer that Deftones have collaborated with uh, Belching Beaver on. And uh, I'm interested in trying this. I hope the lime's not too overpowering because that's disgusting. I'm just happy it's not an IPA. I, mean, I know. Their last two were IPAs. They were good IPAs, though. I don't care if they're good or bad IPAs. I just don't want to see an IPA. All right. Well, I'm going to open up this lager. Okay, I'm ready. ready? Oh, man, dude, it's really limey. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm pouring it. So they they <laughs> sell these in, uh, I think, 18 ounce. I think they're 18 ounces because they're not 16. Um, no, it's actually one pint. It's exactly 16 ounces, yeah. Wait, no, a pint's 18. Wait, how much is a pint? I think a pint is like 16.9 or something. Yeah. Well. Like a pint of beer. A pint. Okay. Just drinking yours straight out of the can like an animal? Straight out of the can like an animal, baby. All right. Here we go. You ready for this? I am. Okay. Oh, doggy. Yikes! That's um. Is it good? That's that reminds me of beer pong. <laughs> that's that's gross. That's that's hmm. mm, no. I don't think I would ever drink this without a lime, and, except for right. Are now. the mountains blue? Yeah, they're cold as Rockies right now. Oh. So you never you would it would it uh, so never again without a lime? No, I would never drink Coors Light without a lime. I'd rather just not drink. I mean, that's <laughs> a little dramatic. I don't care. I drink because I enjoy it, and if I'm not gonna enjoy it, why the, why, why would we waste my time on this? This is disgusting. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. I Fair see. I, and people like drink this. Like, I don't know. It's. I drink Coors Light by itself ugh, sometimes. Because you're. Gross. I enjoy it. No, you don't. It's the best of the light beers. Well, you can't tell the best of light beers. You wouldn't be able to I tell can. the difference. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I can. I guarantee you wouldn't be able to do it. I know I can. I know you can't. I know I can. I had two other people last night who were convinced they could get all six out of six right, and the highest they got was four and three. Yeah, but those are them. I'm me. But you've already, but, but, you've already, you've already proven yourself to not be a super taster when but you I chose am. MGD as your favorite beer over Budweiser. No, no Budweiser is my favorite of those three. I mean, you chose MGD, but I guess no, you I could didn't. say, well, you did. I didn't. Now, you're, I didn't. now you're lying to the fan base, but that's okay. We don't have fans, that's Jeff. That's a deadly sin. You going to hell? We don't have fans. You know that. That's another lie. <laughs> okay, well, my uh, my Mexican lager, Dia de los Deftones. Um, this is actually pretty good. It, I'm I'm surprised. Like the lime is there, but it's not it's not overpowering like a Bud Light lime, which is just like ugh, gross. <laughs> it's way more like um, it's in the same vein of like a uh, like a Dos Equis lager. With just some hint of lime in it, but it's, it's good. It's full bodied. It's a solid lager, for sure. I like it. It's well, refreshing. I'm glad that you like the lime 
That's all I care about. I mean, the lime is barely there. It's it's mm. almost like it's lime residue. I heard that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like lime residue. It's not like somebody just squirt lime in there. Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. It's a word you don't use too often, huh? Squirt. 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 What's wrong with squirt? You gonna squirt some stuff? That does sound sound kind of gross, huh? Yeah, it's just it's like you don't you just don't squirt anything. You squirt uh, ketchup on stuff. I, or I, mustard. I, don't, I don't eat ketchup, so maybe that's. But why. people do. People squirt. They squirt. Um, <laughs> the more you <laughs> what do you say squirt the, stuff on? Like the more dumb it sounds. Squirt. <laughs> squirt. 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 <laughs> it's like Kyle. Squirt. You're not sure. You're not sure if you're saying it correctly. If once you say it so many times. Yeah, squirt. Like, is that squirt. Really, that squirt. Do you like? Do you like squirt soda? I haven't had squirt soda since I was like a kid. So I don't it's know. not good. I I didn't really like it when I was a kid, and I thought my taste might have changed. And it's not squirt's not very good soda. Okay. Not good. I like the N-O-T. can. I like, I like the can of your of your beer. Right. It looks cool. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah. Yeah, it does look cool. It's cool. It's cool, bro. It's cool. It's cool. I'm surprised I've I've never been to this brewery, considering it's only an ocean side. How many breweries have you been to? Do you go to a lot of breweries that are not within the ten mile radius of your house? Uh, not really. No. Well, that's probably why then. <laughs> I've been to Firestone with you guys. Honestly, I don't really even like going to breweries that much. I mean, they're okay. It's better it's, when they have food. Yeah, it's just like I don't, I just don't. Even like sometimes when they have food, if it's a more craft centric brewery where they're really into it, and like the food is just it's too fancy for me. Well, it's not that. I think it's just, it's just mediocre food, or it's just like good food, but it's overpriced. Good food. Then that's the other thing too. It's like ten. I bucks think that's what it is for a couple. It's like tacos. you can go to you can go to Chili's and get a burger for like two three dollars cheaper, and it's the same burger. It's true. It's true. Chili's is good too. Chili's is good. But anyway, what are you anyway. gonna rate your Coors Light? Your Curious Light. Um, I'm gonna give it a zero. Squirt. Uh, really a zero? Yeah. It's that bad. There's no fu- there's no reason anybody should ever be drinking Coors Light. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna go on to the Bud Light, Miller Light next, but there's no reason why anybody should ever try a Coors Light. Like why why? It's good. It's refreshing. It's not. It it is. Just wait till you get to the other two. The other two are worse. I think Bud Light has a more. It ha- it's a fuller like taste than taste Coors or some shit to it. Yeah. Like, like there's an aftertaste to it at least. There's something there. Yeah, Corsite's pretty pretty watery, but it's still good. Ah. It's a yeah. good light beer, solid yeah. light beer. I'm gonna give but it a zero. I'm gonna give it a zero. I, I don't even recommend you try it once. Okay, that's fair enough. Even yeah. though everybody else has. Well, that's the everybody thing. I mean, no matter it. what what I give it, I mean, everybody has had it at some point. And anybody who drinks beer has had a Coors had Light. A Coors Light, yeah. Curious that's light. true. But yeah, Curious it, light. It, it gets a zero. Okay, all right. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Uh, my beer, my Dia de los Deftones, I'm going to give this a 2.25. I, I, I'm surprised I like it as much as I do. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, after all the, all the complaints you have on lime, the lime taste. I don't, I don't like lime. Yeah, it's not, oh man, it's not, it's good. It's good. Lime I enjoy lime. it. 2.25. Two point two five and a zero. I'm in a mood. I'm in. A, I'm in a mood right now. No, I know, man. This is not. Going. This is not going to be fun. Mm, just wait till we get to this album. Oh mm. fucking shit. Mm. Okay, 
Let's move on to our songs of the week. Uh, you should probably go first, considering you have two songs. One of them was kind of just a joke. I don't know. But we can, well, I, I like we jokes. Tell me a joke. Okay. okay. You want to hear a joke? I can give you a joke, or we can just talk. I want to hear a joke, picks. and then we could talk about this. No, nah, I don't want to give you. I don't want to tell you. A tell joke me a joke. I can't do it on on the spot like that. I just can't. I won't. You could tell your your um, grapes joke. That's too long. You could tell your Pikachu joke. Um, no, nah, not right now. Maybe later. You could tell your Pokemon joke. <laughs> Those are good jokes, though. <laughs> this is the only jokes I know that you know. That's the only three jokes that I do know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only three jokes I know. <laughs> anyway, since we're talking about jokes, I'll start with kind of my joke song, which is not really actually a joke song too much. But this guy, Richard Cheese, does a lot of um, covers of pretty much any song. But he does it in the style of like a lounge, like a Vegas lounge act, like a jazzy Vegas lounge act. And they're really fucking good. They're solid mm-hmm. covers. Yeah, he's never put out a bad one. And and the one I picked, I because I thought the beginning part was like kind of funny, even though it's kind of fucked up, but it's funny. So <laughs> should I just play it? Yeah, you should just play it. Cause it's, okay, well, funny. this is a cover of uh, Nirvana in their song, Rape Me. So here it is by Richard Cheese. Here's one for the ladies. Rape me. Rape me, my friend. Come on, rape me. Rape me again. I'm not the only one. No, uh, 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 I'm not the only one. Hate me. enjoy that <laughs> I, I, I think he's so good in everything that he does i think it's so funny yeah. and he's this persona that he's built around himself i think is is fantastic yeah it's really it's it's not done in like a cheesy way either even though his name is richard cheese i feel like he pulls it off really well it doesn't come off as really dumb even though it is dumb it's very but, dumb his actual yeah. name is mark jonathan davis Ooh, mm-hmm. any relation no, I doubt it. Um, you would know, I guess. I don't, I don't Which know. is weird because Jonathan Davis's stepbrother is named Mark. Oh, damn. Maybe this is his stepbrother. It could be. And he's the singer for Edema, or was. Ooh. Let me just yeah. read you some of the names of his uh, albums that have come out over the years, because he has a lot of albums. So the first one he did was Lounge Against the Machine. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. The next one was Toxicity, like Toxicity, but he wears a tux <laughs> all the time. And then I'd Like a Virgin. That was kind of funny. Aperitif mm-hmm. for Destruction, Silent Nightclub, Dick at Night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then one in 2010 was OK Bartender, like, like OK Computer. But Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of the Sugar Ray song, Hey Bartender. <laughs> that song sucks. That's a bad Sugar Ray song. They have some good songs, too. I listened to a lot of Richard Cheese this week. You've been listening to a lot of jazz this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, 
before we move on to to something else, I did want to say something I meant to mention at the beginning, but we got another cease and desist, and oh. I think we should talk about it real quick. What was it from again? It was from a Universal Music Group because we played a Post Malone song. Oh, that's right. On our uh, Cypress Hill episode, so they removed the track, gave us another hit on our SoundCloud account. So if we get three, then her account gets uh, deleted. Like forever. So I think so. So I'm gonna start moving everything over to a different server so if anybody is wondering if anybody ever listens to the pod further back than a couple episodes then stuff's going to be gone for a little bit while i get everything moved over but yeah so that kind of sucks and three strikes and and fuck universal music group because it's just fucking bullshit that they do this stuff i hate that i hate it so much so i mean i guess lesson learned or I guess again, once again, you know, not to play anybody that's somewhat famous or famous in that that vein. Strange so. that the Taylor Swift thing never. Well, that's because I didn't play any of the songs. You never listened to the episode. Wow, that's true. Yeah, you never did. So we played the songs when we recorded it, but when I went to go edit it, I cut all the songs out. That's probably smart to avoid the the copyright infringement. Because I I just I just knew for some reason we'd get hit for that, so I was really careful on that. Do you go back and and listen to how many seconds we played the Nicki Minaj song and how many seconds we played the Post Malone song? I mean, it was at least a minute. I usually play the songs for about a minute. We can cut it. You can cut it down to like thirty seconds. Well, I think the rule is uh, either ten or fifteen seconds before you get flagged. Yeah. I think you're given that grace period of 10 to 15. But that's not enough to get the the greatness of a song. True. Or the shittiness of a song, I should say. So fuck Post Malone. And fuck Universal Music Group. They're fucking greedy-ass assholes. We don't make money doing this pod. We're just Ooh. spreading the word. We're just, you know. He's ranting. people know about things. Fuck that shit. You know it's stupid, Jeff. Um, you know it's fucking you dumb. Know, whatever. Oh, shut up. You know it's true. I think it's all right. Well, moving on to somebody who will never give us a cease and desist because he's awesome. Or unless you got anything else to say about Richard Cheese, because I doubt he'd give us a cease and desist because he's all about taking other people's music. I actually went on his website, too, to see like where the shows he's playing. And he's, he, he's, he plays in Vegas a lot. Mm. And you can also hire him to play any event for your for anything on online. And I think they... You want probably like 10, 10 grand, I would think, is like a safe bet. Probably. on the website, it has like a little thing where it says, like, we won't tell you how much it costs, but it starts off with this. And then it has five spaces with a dollar sign next to it, indicating oh. that it's minimum 10 Gs. But then yeah. it also goes on to state, says, you know, we're pretty busy sometimes, but if you say, hey, or like book us enough in advance and throw us 20 Gs, we'll be there. <laughs> I said, okay, so like 10, 10 to 20 is, is, is like a safe bet to hire this guy to come play at your birthday party. I mean, I mean, thinking about it, how many people are in the band and then uh, just everything else, the cost of the equipment and the the crew to, to set everything up. Yeah, the accommodations, yeah. It really isn't that steep of a price. Right. It's not too unreasonable. Yeah, for a well-known artist, you know, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so go hire yeah, him. You got Richard Cheese. Yeah, go hire Richard Cheese. He's a cool guy, it seems. I don't know, him, but he seems cool. But um <clears throat> we're going to move on to another cool guy. Uh my boy Tom DeLong. One of his bands is called Angels and Airwaves. 
I've been listening to them a lot this week, and they played their first shows in like seven years uh, last week, and th- they actually sound really good, and Tom's voice sounds really good. But he's been doing like the at the sh- at the concerts, he's been doing these um, acoustic little things with either it's either just him with the acoustic guitar singing like blink medleys, or it's him and the drummer Elon playing the acoustic guitar, and they do this song called Anomaly. Uh, and it's a really good song. And I kind of chose it too because Jeff likes acoustic music. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to convert him into a true Tom DeLonge fan. Even though he, I know he is, but he he just says he's not. Cause I'm not a true Tom DeLonge fan. Yeah. But anyway, here's uh, here's the song Anomaly by uh, Angels and Airways. It's good. What a beautiful song. Beautiful song. That's a great song. You know it. You know it is. I liked it. It was good. It was solid. I enjoyed it. Great song. You know I would I wish like he would, it. I wish he would do a whole album of just him and an acoustic guitar. I mean, they kind of <laughs> did that EP, but man, a full album, would that be cool? You know it would be. Like covers he, of his all songs he already has or just no, straight new, up new songs? New songs. Okay. Because I mean, he's shown he's proven that he can do good acoustic songs. There's there is the Boxcar Racer song. Uh, what was uh, what went ways? What went wrong? Yeah, well, I think there the was Blink two song. of them off the off that toy page. No, there, there was, was only one. Are you there sure? The, the other one, the other ones were joke songs. It was still good. It was acoustic. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't like a proper song. Joke songs. And you have Anomaly. Great, great acoustic stuff. But anyway, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Go check out Angels and Airwaves. Go check them out on tour. They're touring right now. They just played Phoenix a few days ago. So you missed Oh, I should have went. I wish if you would have told me I would have went. No, you wouldn't. I would have. No, you wouldn't. I maybe like, would have. It was like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks? Yeah. I was gonna go to the, the LA one or the yeah, LA one and yeah, I saw it after after all the fees and everything, it was sixty. Are you sure there was only one acoustic thing for the toy patch? I'm swear I thought there was two. There was when you fuck grandpa, uh, what went wrong, and uh, Mother's Day. 
But Mother's Day and When You Fuck Grandpa were obviously uh, joke songs. I need the to rest, this up. I swear there was no I Dude, I swear to you. No. Those are the only three acoustic ones on there. But What Went Wrong is a great song. You don't fucking tell me that shit. I just told you that shit, motherfucker. What was so? What was the other one then? Don't tell me that it's over. And then what yeah. was the what was the third one that was a real song? Uh, time to break up. Yeah, that's it. But that that's not acoustic. Right, but that was a good song. Great song, fantastic <laughs> song. <laughs> so, what would you rate that song? What would you rate that song, Anomaly? Uh, I there I, there was some. It was a little problematic for me in some parts. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know why they had that, just that tone throughout the whole song. I wish it was just a strictly acoustic thing. I, I oh, with that, cool. that percussion thing? It would, but yeah, I wish I could do without it. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. But um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely going to add it to my Blink playlist. Did you see the video of, because Tom's Blink medley right now is, uh, he, he does a part of I Miss You, and then he does There Is, and then he, f- he rounds out the medley with Aliens Exist acoustic. Yeah. Did, so, so you saw the one I sent you, but then there was another one. He played the last show they played. He did that medley, and at the very end, he says, I'm not like you guys normally in the song, but the crowd took him over, and everybody screamed, Tom has sex with guys. <laughs> and Tom like had to like visit. He like visibly stopped and started laughing, and then he walked off stage. That's like in the first video, nobody did that. And I thought yeah. I was I was like, dude, why is nobody fucking saying that? Like why did nobody yell that out? But I But no, but the, yeah. the entire crowd did it. I, I don't remember what it was the show like two days ago. Two nights ago. And some and the whole crowd did it. It was pretty funny. It was it, good stuff. It would have been funny if the whole crowd got together and said Mark has sex with the guys <laughs> and see what Tom would have done. That would have been way better. Or or, right. or, <laughs> or 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 at that part. Mark ran out and grabbed the mic and yelled, <laughs> Tom has sex with guys. Wow, that would be <laughs> that would be unbelievable. I mean, that would just make the whole world perfect. That would. That but would be so fucking <laughs> That would be so that cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> Pathetic dream. <laughs> I know, right? It's something so stupid, too. But it's just something that would make... I think so many people are so happy if it happened. And then they announced that they're getting back together and kicking everybody out of the band except for just Tom and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool if like Tom and Mark did uh, an acoustic an acoustic tour of them just doing Blink songs acoustically oh, with dude. no Travis involved? That would be so cool. awesome. That'd be really, really cool. Just them sitting on chairs. Like, not even saying, just sitting on chairs and just like a very intimate a acoustic coffee shop set. style acoustic yeah. set. Yeah, that'd be that'd so, be so cool. Fuck, man, that'd be awesome. Because they've have you ever seen the videos of them doing wasting time live? I don't think so. No. They do it a coo- they before Tom left the band, uh, or he was fired. Uh, <laughs> he they were doing wasting time. They they would do like a they would do a medley of uh, like kind of classic Blink, halfway through their set, and wasting time was one of it. One of they would play like I think the whole song, acoustically. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I dig. Yep, yep. All right, we can talk about Blink for hours, which we will actually in a couple of weeks. But uh, oh, until then, woof. let's. <laughs> I know. Let's move on to your your final pick, and then we'll get into the album of the week. So, what do you got? What? Oh yeah, my my other because I was listening to a lot of jazz this week. Even though the two picks I have are far from the normal jazz I was listening to, but I, I picked a band or a group called Pink Martini. And as I was listening to like a lot of jazz music, I thought I, there's not a whole lot of groups that I know of. Because I'm not that into the genre, I don't know of a lot of groups that are around today that 
classify themselves as jazz and still kind of hold up and are decent at doing the jazz thing. And so I was like searching and I came across these people and they're actually really fucking good. Okay. See, I'll, I'll play it and then we'll talk about it. So here's a uh, hang on little tomato by pink martini. Hang on, Little Tomato by Pink Martini. <laughs> um, now, listening to this song a couple of days ago and just now, I feel like I was walking through Disneyland. Either that or I was watching Toy Story. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. It's very, very Disney. Not, in the, not that that's a bad thing. It just That's the first thing I thought was, was Disneyland. Not all of their stuff is this... I mean, when I, this is kind of reminiscent of like almost like swing music, yeah, from like the '30s and '40s. But a lot of their, especially with the vocals, a lot of their other music is 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 very like pop oriented, mm-hmm. not in like the Taylor Swift sense, but still kind of in that jazzy realm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I just didn't think I can. I, I was hard pressed to find like a group nowadays that does a great jazz thing. That's surprising. I don't know. I feel like jazz is still thriving pretty well and like in the underground i'm sure there are probably i mean like i said i'm not i'm not too into the genres i don't know but this is reminding me of of like duke ellington which is one person i listened to a lot this week so i dig it i thought it was really good i thought it was cool very mellow very very good stuff i agree it was good good stuff good stuff excelente now i have i finished my my beer and i have two backies with me um how are you on your cores light i'm choking down like the last third of this like the last quarter like the last fifth i'm almost done chug it because i'm gonna choose my next beer i have two different ones and i'll let you decide which one i'm gonna drink so i have a piranha pale pale ale from bj's what when did you get that is it canned bottled growler would you what i can't you could buy six packs when did you you should have i would have got some oh i don't know i i went to mr k's and yeah piranha pale ale uh, so I have a, I have a can of that and I also have a can of Bitberger. Ugh. So which one should I drink next, Jeff? 
Are you gonna drink both for sure? Uh, probably not. Okay, but then maybe. do, do but the maybe. prana because bit, bit, I just don't like Bitburger. 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 It is. It is a uh, uh, gross. What is word? It is uh, cursed. Yeah, so I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Bud Light next. Hopefully, I can get Bud just Light. like a, a little ting of a buzz. Maybe that way, when I get to the middle light, it's not so bad. Bud Light. Hey, Bud Light. I'm gonna do Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light. I, I got my piranhas. Mine's just a twist off, so it wasn't that extravagant. I I still think we should do like all of BJ's beers at some point. I'm down. You can go there and buy them. Buy a six pack. Okay, everyone, we're done with our songs of the week, and we're done with picking out our next beer. So now we can move on to our album of the week, and this week we are doing AFI and their iconic album, Black Sails in the Sunset. Let's see my the pattern for me Murderous feel agreed I'm caught in the twisting of the vine Ghosts and with the climbing Ignore and leave for me The headstone crumbling behind AFI formed in 1991 in Ukiah, California by Davey Havoc on vocals, Mark Stoffelis on guitars, Vic Chalker on bass, and Adam Carson on drums. They currently have 10 albums, 12 EPs, one live album, and have sold several million copies worldwide. The album we're doing today is called Black Sails in the Sunset. It's the band's fourth album, and it was released May 18, 1999. It's the first album to feature the classic lineup of the band, that featuring Davey Havoc on vocals, Adam Carson on drums, Hunter Bergen on bass, and Jade Pujit on guitar. <laughs> and it also saw the band beginning to shift their style of music at the time, and they have never been the same since. So there you have it. Some little backstory on the band and this album. 
black sails in the sunset. Black sails in the sunset. Take it away, Jeff. Take it away, Frank. Um, yeah, Black Sails, I think, was the first AFI song like I ever heard, maybe? Possibly? I can't remember. We've talked about AFI a bunch, and I feel like my story changes every time we talk about them. But Probably. Yeah. Wait, Black you mean Sales. God Called In Sick Today? Yeah, sorry. God Called In Sick Today. That that was um, that was like sophomore year, I think. I was really into that song, but only really that song. And then after that, I, I mean, in conjunction with that, I only listened to everything before and sing the sorrow came out and that was like a big thing for our high school but i never gave black sales like a good honest listen until we did very proud of you and then i went back and listened to everything and ranked all the records so um yeah that was the first time i really dove into it besides this week but damn like this this album's really really good i mean i Oof. said that beforehand but it's really good there are it's not perfect but it's it's really really good it's a great album. Yeah, I agree. See, now I had to. I know I I had shown you AFI before sophomore year. You just I don't remember when, but I'm sure I did at some point. Well, you had your cool was, shirt that you always wore. I, I I had more than just one. That was like your Friday. Well, you had the Friday shirt, which I think was just all a picture of all of them. It was really dark, like it was like a black and white photo. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that was the photo from the All Hallows EP era. I think that was your Friday shirt, though, because you had like was it? Yeah, you had, you had a shirt for every day of the week. Did I? I yeah. I didn't, but that's fine. I had some cool AFI shirts over the years, that's for I sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, Black Sails in the Sunset. This was this album was the first AFI album I ever heard. Uh, I heard that my cousin showed me this record sh- right before the Art of because the Art of Drowning came out after this. So he showed me this album right before The Art of Drowning came out, and I loved it. I loved it a lot. So then I went to go buy the the CD, and then forgetting what the name of it was, I ended up buying The Art of Drowning because it just came out, and it was actually there. And it was the only AFI, AFI CD, so I bought it, and I brought it home. And I, rem- I remember being really disappointed because it wasn't what I wanted, and it sounded really different from this record. But yeah, Black Sails was the first, my first introduction to the band. Not my favorite record by them. D- not the worst. But yeah, definitely not the best, but a solid, solid record. Um, I don't remember how we ranked nope. these, but I don't. I feel like you may have not ranked this as high as I did in our AFI list. No, I didn't. I usually rank this album pretty low. It's usually pretty low on my my totem pole of Dang. AFI records. So I, I feel like your your overall rating is going to be lower than mine. Mm, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Okay, so are there any stinkers for you on? This? You know, I'm gonna say there's one stinker on here for sure. Why? Because it's how would it's I know a that? Shit song. Because it's because it's like the only true fucking ballad on this album, and it's awful. Which one is it? Well, sorry, there are actually kind of two ballads, but the second ballad we just played, "God Calling Sick Today," is a phenomenal song. <laughs> but the first ballad that you hear, "Clove Smoke Catharsis." Catharsis, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I see. Okay, so it's not a bad song, but it is Ugh. my least favorite on the record. It's, it's not just, that it's bad. It's so fucking cheesy and it's so dumb. And like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, dude, I just, I said, just listen, don't skip it. And but, oh my god, my <laughs> finger was on that trigger, dude. I was just ready to go. <laughs> and they throw in like this cheesy drum roll at some point in there, and just like, really? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like the drumming is so fucking great in this album, but this song is garbage 
Oof, this song is play, this song is one of the worst songs I've heard in like weeks. No, come it's on, that's a sorry, little dramatic. This, this song is one of the worst non-blink song I've heard in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or blink okay, related. fair enough. I don't want to talk about All it anymore, right. but that's the only true stinker. Okay, there so let's s- go with your bangers. There are seven bangers. Oh, five songs that are I feel just are okay, and then that's the only stinker. Okay, got it. So let's go with your favorite banger. Your the top banger on the album. I mean, God called them sick today. My favorite song on the album. Oh yeah, but we already played that. Yeah, I, I think I think any like I, solid see, AFI I, fan would would think that's like one of the most, if not the most iconic AFI riff. I guess, but it's just like of all the songs, like I don't for for you being a a, a casual AFI fan. It's surprising you like that one because it's so different and it's just kind of like it's everything about AFI that's kind of annoying but still good, but you like it for some reason. I just I think there's like a constant buildup of like tension that leads up to the part that I always goof around about, like the yeah. rah, 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 rah. like it constantly gets what? up and leads huh. into that, and it's so annoying, <laughs> but it's so catchy and it's so like iconic of. Maybe just it's like nostalgia speaking, but it's so iconic of that era of when I got into AFI. Mm-hmm. But that transition okay. from At a Glance, like the ending of At a Glance, going into God Called and Sick Today, I think is absolutely perfect. And it's just after reading the lyrics this week too, because I never knew what the lyrics were, and and I sing what I thought the lyrics were, which are t- completely wrong. <laughs> and then reading the dude, the lyrics are bonkers. They're fucking. I know. Weird. All the lyrics on this record are insane. It was just like, absolutely what insane. What the hell? I was way yeah, off. I know. But I'm still gonna sing the way I know it, know it best. And dude, <laughs> like and the bass is just like going nuts on this thing. He's just like noodling the whole time. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we can get stops. into. Yeah, that's how AFI was back in the day. Like every band member was kind of doing their own thing, but it all, it all meshed really well with one another. It's like interesting. If, if I had to pick a weak part of this album, it would. Be like the guitar for me. Uh, I think Davey Havoc maybe. absolutely slays it. I think the oh, bass yeah, I does. think the bass just absolutely kills it in here. They some fantastic parts and the drums just seem to never fucking stop. Yeah, they don't. It's pretty it's a pretty like driving record. You know what I mean? Like with the drums, it's he just drives the songs like just going a hundred miles an hour, you know? Yeah, starting from so like my other bangers, I think the first three songs are like you gotta take a break after that they're they're so intense and from mm-hmm. the moment the record starts it's just drums drums are just building up and it almost kind of goes in like this surf punk direction but i, I was like okay this i can kind of see That's this interesting. if it went in that direction then that would be a good transition but then it kind of goes into like the shouts and then like the yeah. chant thing that they're doing in the beginning i think it's a fantastic opener i it is. love that song i think it's so cool strength through wounding yeah, strength through wounding, going into yeah. whatever the fuck that is, porphyria. Yeah, porphyria. Porphyria cutna tarda. <laughs> so tarda. the uh, they don't play very many songs off this record anymore. But when they do, uh, they either play, well, they they play God called in sick a lot, uh, and then the other one that they only play, they play kind of often is uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's Malleus Maleficarum. That's those are like really the two songs that they play the most off this record, but "Strength Through Wounding" opens up almost every one of their shows. 
Really? Even to this day. Even to this day, that's, that's cool. their opener is that song. Or just the chant. And then everybody, everybody in the crowd just goes fucking nuts. Because it's, it's a great way to open up a set, you know? Yeah, it is. It's so what I want to... What I want to do really quick, I want to play kind of toward the end of Strength Through Wounding and then go into Porphyria because I think it's really, really good. Okay. Unless you want to stop me, I don't know. No, I, th- I, th- I think the transition from Strength into Porphyria where it kind of stops and then the hi-hat leads into the song, I think it's so I think it's so great. Like Everybody loves that. Everybody loves that kind of pause and then the ch-ch-ch-ch into insanity. Yeah. It's okay. So I'm going to start Strength Through Wounding about halfway through. So... Uh, here we go. Yeah, dude, that, that I think that that transition between the two songs I think is absolutely phenomenal. It's so good. The uh that whole breakdown in uh Porphyria too is it's so fucking good. Yeah, that that's that's a really cool part. It's like, holy shit, there's there's a breakdown in this song. Even though the drums are super fast, the fact that they can slow it down to go into a breakdown I think is is genius. No, oh, absolutely. And it's such a drive it's just like a it's such a hard hitting fast like killer song i don't know it i don't know it, it it's fantastic it's a great way to start the record after that build-up it's just because it's just like a cool hardcore punk song and then towards the end the bass has some awesome cool lines that he does and there's like shouted vocals at the end and then it's just really cool it's a good yeah. song it's a banger it ips it absolutely is so did you look up what uh porphyria cutania tarda means mm-hmm it's a f- it's uh it's something that primarily affects the skin. 
People affected by this condition generally experience photosensitivity, which causes painful, blistering lesions to develop on sun-exposed areas of the skin, i.e. the hands and face. Grossy That's what that means. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Great stuff. I just kind of like an overall thing. I feel like Davy tried so hard to just be so dark and goth. It worked, and everything fits well with each other, but just my negative outlook on that it's just it's so silly and but this yeah. was 20 years ago so he yeah it was over. a long time ago but also you know he's always cited De- glenn danzig as his biggest influence in music and the way he performs and if you ever watched him perform from when they started up until like 2006 like he he acted like glenn danzig for the most part he the way he held his microphone just everything was was danzig and it was kind of weird, but I mean, he has, and the way he sings too, the way he delivers his vocals is very Glenn Danzig from Misfit, the Misfits era Dan, Danzig, or so, maybe like Sam Hain, but more Misfits. So me not being a Misfits or Danzig fan, really, I, I've always thought that that was kind of like just like a tongue in cheek thing. Mm-hmm. But when Davey does it, I feel like he thinks that it's cool and that's who he is, which is fine, yeah. but it's still kind of just goofy. It is. It's a little bit goofy, and, and then reading these, I mean, dude, seriously, reading these like lyrics this week, I was like, "What in the fuck?" Yeah, I don't understand most of it, but I'm also not a lyric man. True, true. Samezies, samezies. I mean, a lot of people praised this record and his lyrics on this record because they're they're it's a. I mean, I will agree too. There, his lyrics on this album are a big jump from the first three records. They're much more, I guess you could say, introspective almost, and just a lot more. Uh, what's the right word I'm trying to think of? Kind ambiguous. of poetic. Okay. Poetic and, and kind of ambiguous as well. Um, so that that's kind of like that's this this is the real the true transition of the band into what they are now known as being, you know, because they've had the same lineup for 20 years, literally, or over 20 years. That's crazy. This it, is weird it's to think this is 20 years old. This album. Yeah, I know, right? It's totally insane. But I mean, what I mean, how can it's crazy how it's just like one band member can change the style of music so drastically. Because, I mean, before this, you had Shut Your Mouth, Then Open Your Eyes, and the only difference in band members were the guitarists. Yeah, And right. I don't know. It's crazy. But, I mean, mind you, Jeff Kresge did write almost – him and Davey wrote almost all the music on their first two records, and then Kresge left, and then on Shut Your Mouth, and Open Your Eyes, uh, that was primarily Mark and Adam, I think, who wrote, or Mark and Davey. Who wrote that uh, most of that record and that record sounds very different too but yeah jade brought in this completely different love it or hate it he brought in this completely different vibe to the band much darker yeah darker for sure more th- definitely in like the 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 goth realm yeah. it's interesting stuff interesting stuff yep yep uh fuck man what what Um, is your what is your favorite song on this album my favorite song on this album is the prayer position it's my top it's in my top five favorite afi songs dang that song is that song is okay really i see so like there's a couple things about that i I think the bridge in that part i think is the best Uh and and like the whole soft drum thing with the vocals and the droning guitar i think that's really cool i like that and it's definitely different than what we've heard but like a song like let it be broke this is very reminiscent of that but oh i love of, let it be broke 
or because, let it be broke? Because yeah, because that part in 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 let it was called let it be broke or let it be broke. Wait, I think it's let it be broke. Let it be broke. Yeah, the part yeah. In, in let it be broke where the chorus comes in and it's kind of like a weird timing. That's mm-hmm. what this whole song is. Yeah, it's very weird timing and it's and very it's, bouncy. It's, it's a cool, bouncy song, but it's like like we've already heard this before. I get it. But I you're guess that's okay, my but only knock on it. but you could say that about a lot of these songs. True, a lot of these songs are True. fast, more hardcore punk sounding. The Position's a bouncier song. It kind of it's right in the middle. It's smack dab in the middle of the album. It kind of throws a wrench into the entire album, which is cool. But I don't know. I just there's always something about this song that I really like. Maybe because it's the heavy. I think it's like the heaviest song on the record. But maybe that's just because it's a little bit slower in tempo than everything else. Yeah, maybe. It could be. I don't know. So anyway, here I'm going to play a little bit of it because it's the best, the prayer position. The prayer position by A5. Man, that's such a killer track. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's and cool. you know what it I like? Did, it just didn't do it for me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hey, man, it's fine. Uh, but you know what I like? What he does. I mean, I know you're not as familiar with with the band as I am, but what he does because he's very uh, atheist and he sings about it a lot in um, in AFI songs, specifically. And this is one of those songs where. He talks about like how how can he has the word like God is just and like how can all these horrible things happen to everybody and you know how can you still have faith in God because of you know everything is so bad in the world but he does it in a way where it's not preachy and it's not obnoxious like the way he he writes his lyrics he uses he uses the right verbiage and the right words and he just presents it very differently to where it doesn't sound annoying and, and obnoxious. Oh, and you don't know what the sense. fuck he's saying half the time. Well, yeah, no, that, that's, so that's that a whole nother thing. But I mean, when you actually read the lyrics, the lyrics, unless you kind of like really look at it, it, he, the way he chooses his words is very, uh, I guess intelligent. 
I don't really want to say intelligent, but I mean, it could yeah, I guess be. intelligent. It, it could it could be this huge plan or intelligence that he has. I don't know. I. But there's another song they had back on their uh, Crash Love record called Sacrilege, that I like the 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 theme of the song is very much like this, and uh, but his lyrics are kind of like tongue in cheek and kind of witty, but it's the same theme as this. You know, if God is so great, why did all the all these things happen? But anyway, I, I just I thought that was interesting. But the song itself, I think, is it's a good bouncy melodic song with great like great gang vocals. And game yeah. vocals are are really important to AFI's sound. So they do a lot of it's, like it's not only just gang vocals, but they also do like this this back and like this call and answer back and forth thing a lot yeah. too. That's super cool. So that's another thing I wanted to mention. So there are some uh, people on this record, some interesting guests. Uh, the first one being Dexter Holland from the singer from The Offspring. Uh, this is the first record, first AFI record to be uh, released on Nitro Records, which is owned by Dexter Holland. So Dexter was featured on many, many AFI songs and over several of their records. Uh, but this this record also features Nick 13, the singer from uh, Tiger Army. So in the prayer position, you can hear him do a lot of the call and the, wait, what'd you just the? The call and answer thing. The call and answer vocals. Yeah. You hear a lot of, you hear Nick 13 do the call and answer vocals on this. But then the, there are a lot of, a lot of backup vocals are done by Dexter. Dexter, was he, I mean, cause I didn't hear him at all. I mean, I, I just, he, his vocals are pretty unique as well. And I just, yeah. I never heard it. Well, he, he does like a lot of the woes. Uh-oh. Dexter does a lot of woes on this record and on uh, All Hollows. That EP, he does a lot of the the woes. And then um, he does some stuff on The Art of Drowning too, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, Nick 13 has some cool stuff. But Nick 13 was first featured on uh, Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes on that record. He had co-lead vocals on that one. So. What song? Uh, or just the whole uh, album? No, just, well, he did the background vocals on almost all the songs, but he had co-lead vocals on um, "Not Let It Broke." It's uh, oh my god, why am I having a brain fart right now? Single second, pH low. Single second, yeah, single second. Okay, well, okay, yeah. well, interestingly enough, there was a, there was a song on here uh, that sounded very similar to "Single Second or "Single Second. And which I one's lost that? it? Oh yeah, remember? so at a glance, at a glance, the the chorus is that reminded me very much of a single second. Okay, and I think this song is kind of weak. I don't really like it that much. I think it's an okay song. I like halfway through the song, the direction like totally changes. I don't like it, but I kind of respect it. It's kind of cool, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like the intro was only put in there to make this song seem less like a repetitive just another this is a, just another song like every like half of the album before it and so i think it was kind of just mashed in there real quick but the outro i think is absolutely phenomenal and it's like improvised like just like a little jam sesh that they're doing and it's so cool but the chorus is reminding me of a single second should i play like the last half of that song yeah sure okay yeah i mean yeah i, I mean i could do whatever do i mean we could do, do whatever it. we want back out here it is at a glance
dude, like, what are you even doing? Like, how, what, what the fuck? It's so good. And it goes into God called him sick. Are you crazy? Ugh. 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 I'm just going to keep eyeing until I hear you because I don't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, now I can hear you. Man, okay, dude, I like pressed something wrong. That's just, it's, it's, it's ruthless. It's dirty. It's, mm, yeah. Perfect. Fantastic. Just Fantastico. Like that, that song kind of, it's kind of just whatever. It's until the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool way to end the song with just the bass right there. It's, it's pretty solid. Solid stuffs. But the best outro on this whole album comes from the song right before it, Weather Tome. Mm, that's a goodie. Easy. That's a really best good outro. Should I play it? Uh, yeah, do it. Halfway through or from the beginning? What do you think? Well, you gotta do the outro for sure. I think the intro is fun. I think one of the most fun intros. And this is like, I feel like it's a straightforward, like hardcore punk song. It's aggressive. It's dangerous, and it's got the best outro. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll I'll start it from the beginning, but then I'll kind of fade out a little bit. We talk a little bit more, and then I'll bring it back. Sound good? Bring it back. All right, so here it is, Weathered Tome by uh, AFI. You didn't hear uh, Dexter scream I, the I, again. I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> heard him in that part. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, I think I was just pretty like cool. under the impression that he was only on like clove smoke catharsis or something. And nah, man, he's on the whole record. To it. Whole record. It's it, it is it is kind of weird though because he does have like that distinctive weird voice to him. That guy. Like, you can't even replicate it. It's weird. <laughs> you can't. It's, strange, it's so huh? stupid. It's so <laughs> <Yes>. dumb. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to play kind of toward the end of uh, Weather Tone because I can. Here it is. That was so good. <laughs> that's such a good way to end a song, man. Because that's how it starts, too. It starts with that silly little <laughs> like build up, and then it's like, hey, let's let's fucking do it to the end. Let's do it at the end. You start and begin with go. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. Love it's crazy it. that they get away with it. All right. So you got any other bangers? Yeah, dude. I've 
like I said, I have seven bangers. How many bang? How many bangers do you think are on this album? All of them, except for uh, you Clove think Smoke. All bangers? Except for Clove Smoke. Except for Clove Smoke. You it's a good song, but it's nuts, not a banger. Man. It's good. So you think there are no stinkers? You think even Clove Smoke is not a stinker? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's not a stinker, but it's not not a banger. Oof. It's halfway there. Oof. I think uh, I think No Poetic Device and The Last Kiss are really good too. Those are great songs. I think The Last Kiss is okay, but No Poetic Device is a banger for sure. Actually, I wrote down the best part. The best part starts at 105. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could start it around that time if you'd like. Yeah, this, is, this is like my top three. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, No Poetic Device, right? Yeah. Is that what you wanted? Mm-hmm. That's the one you wanted? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, here it is. It's about the point where you want it. So good. That no, drummer, that. dude, like he he's gotta be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Never stops. As if like they did this whole thing in one take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole album, one take. That was it. That's all. God, that song's so good. <laughs> it's really it's a fantastic song. So good. I mean, and like you said, that that breakdown at one oh five is the best part. It's probably the highlight of this album. Yeah. I, I really honestly think it is. Yeah. It's 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 definitely like a it, hidden gem. It's so it, it really comes out of nowhere in the context of the rest of the album. And it's so strange because it, it it slows down kind of like the kind of yeah. like the the tone of it, but not the pace. So the, the the drums are still just going absolutely nuts. The guitar the guitar is kind of doing that weird harmonic thing, but then stops in the second part of it, mm-hmm. and the bass is just still like like going fast. And then Davies, I, I love singing along to like I was lucid part that he was singing yeah oh, dude, oh i love that it's so those cool. lyrics are so great too i love the lyrics they're so like morbid and i don't know i think it's the only song that actually started off with the chorus too yeah it is it it is it does start out with the chorus so that's kind of cool yeah oh man let's get into some of the b-sides real quick um so you listen so there's four b-sides well technically there's five b-sides to this record but one of them was never released and that song's called "Weight of Wor- Weight of Words," um, but so I can't play that, but because nobody's heard it. But the other four we can definitely talk about, and I want to play at least two of them. Which ones? 
I want to play uh, Lower It only because that song, it just, it doesn't sound like it belongs on this record at all. It's more of like, it sounds more like a, a show your mouth and open your eyes song. And then the chicken song, because they all, anytime anybody asks them about it, they, they deny that it ever happened, but it's clearly them. <laughs> and they're wildly embarrassed by it. And I love it because okay. they try so hard to be serious and I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of weird too. Well, I mean, just on a side note, real quick, since we're not going to play it, but the song "Who Knew," when I was reading the comments on 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 Glorious YouTube, a lot of people were saying it's, it sounded like uh, the the boy who destroyed the world. Okay, and I can. Th- like people were calling this like part two of the boy who destroyed the world, even though it came out before. But hmm. is that is That's that like a thing? Is that similar? You think? I mean, yeah, I guess I guess some of it is a little bit similar, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't really make that connection. Okay. I think that's kind of pu- pushing or kind of like reaching okay. to make that connection. But who knows? I, I, I'm not AFI. I don't know what I don't know what they do. You are AFI. Well, I try to be, but also the the other song that I'm not going to play is Transference. Uh, it's a pretty cool song, and it's one of the only songs AFI songs that has a Hunter the bassist on lead, on lead vocals, or, and he sings during the chorus of that song, which is kind of cool. It's a nice little change because he doesn't have a bad voice for the band. Mm. It's a shame they, that, that they don't utilize his vocals more. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But I want to play Lower It because it. I think that's a I think it's the most aggressive song that came out of these sessions. And it do, it definitely doesn't belong. And it definitely doesn't belong on this record for sure. So um, if uh, YouTube will load, <laughs> then I will play it. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> Fucking shit, dude. Tell okay, me everything about it. I know. Lower it. AFI. Lower it by AFI. I love the bass on that that song though. The bass is so good. Nice and heavy. Yeah, it's really high in the mix. It's fantastic. Uh, the other one I wanted to play, like I mentioned earlier, was a chicken song. So <laughs> we'll get through it real quick. I think it's I think it's it's good to listen to it just because you know, like I said, they the band take themselves way too seriously. That's what makes it better, right? That's what, yeah. that's what makes it even better. It really, really, really does. So here is uh, AFI. And their song called The Chicken Song. Chicken's good for the body. Chicken's good for the mind. Chicken's good for the 
wife's in the shelter because she ran into the That's a great song. <laughs> I mean, yum yum chicken yum. It's pretty stupid, but <laughs> it's, I think oh, it's, it's great. It's only it's funny fantastic. because like these guys, like you said, take themselves way too seriously. Granola and chicken—that's all you need. Or chicken and granola. That's it would be cool need. if if like a, like a thing started where at AFI shows, you know, in the beginning of like Bouncing Souls, everyone always like says "Olay" or "Here we go." Oh yeah, it'd be cool <laughs> when before AFI came on and people started doing like the chicken thing. Oh dude, that'd be part. so good. But you know the only, the the problem with that is the fans take themselves almost much almost as seriously as the band does. Ugh. So they would never ever that's gross want to offend the band in any way or offend Davey. I don't think it's the band. I think it's more Davey. Because Davey's very, very fussy. <laughs> so um, I hate listening to him do interviews because he's so fucking annoying. He's such like, he's so pretentious. It's ugh, it's gross. But I still love AFI because they put out good music. They yeah, they're all right. I've heard better, but they're all right. Uh, should we play anything else? What uh, do you think let's here? see here. Let's see here. Um, so I think Narrative of Soul Against Soul, I thought that was an okay song. But um, it, that song, there's parts in that reminded me very much like Offspring. I thought mm-hmm. that that cross blend kind of came in there. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, the Midnight Sun. I guess if you could act, yeah. say that was like the true closer of the album, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was cool. It's I a liked good it. song. It's a good hidden track. That definitely. Like barely made my banger status. <laughs> um, At least it made it. Yeah, no, it didn't make it. Uh, Exsanguination, that's another banger. Mm -hmm. It is. But it kind of goes in line with Porphyria. Yeah, it's like a one, two, three hit. Like one, that's just one, essentially one long song to me. Yeah, I agree. And then Malice, I think that's okay. Narrative Soul, I think that was okay. The Last Kiss was okay. And then that's uh, that's it. Well, I do want to play one more song. What song? Before we wrap it up. I want to play Malleus Maleficarum. Because I remember when we were in high school, a, f- a few bands covered this song, including f- maybe friend of the pod, Kevin, his band uh, Frostbite <laughs> used to cover this song. So um, so here's a uh, Melius Maleficarum by uh, AFI.
that's it. AFI and Melius Maleficarum. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, I don't know. Sure you are. But y'all have looks to deal like with it. it. It looks like it or it is it? It no looks like it. Ah. I'm fucking how you say it. I don't know either. Anyway, let's uh what so we got anything else to say about the album or do you want to round it out? No, we could just, just close it out, kill it. Okay. All right. Also, quick quick little note here too. If uh, I produce this record themselves, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Self produced record. Good stuff. Good job, guys. Good job, boys. Good on them. Good, Good job, job, boys. That's it. That's all. It's Mike's line. Good job, boys. You know that that line. That's the way she goes. Yeah. Did we already talk about this? We talked about it last week. I think last week. Yeah. Okay. Forget it. Then I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> we actually talked about it on the pod. Yeah, now like it's coming back to me now that I've already said. It. As I was saying it, I remembered. Ugh, that's yeah. why you need to think before you speak, right? Yeah, but that's something that you don't normally do. I don't normally do. Yeah, that's why you get in trouble, man. That's why you get in trouble, man. That's the way she goes, boys. That's the way she goes, boys. All right. Uh, final thoughts, and then we'll rate it. Sound good to you? Oh, also, no music videos. They made no music videos for this record. Okay, go. <laughs> I can't imagine them, like, oh, dude. It's like seeing them doing music videos. So, like, oh man, like the girls not gray one. Yeah, that's a rough one. But they, they, wow. Prior to this album, they made two music videos. They made one for uh, "He Who Laughs Last" and they made one for third season from "Shut Your Mouth." But yeah, sorry. Continue. Continue. I don't know. This, I think this album is 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 creeping up there. Is like in my top. Possibly my favorite AFI album. Whoa. It's damn good, man. It has everything that I like about AFI. Because I do like Sing the Sorrow. There are aspects of Sing the Sorrow that I do thoroughly enjoy. And I I like it. And you see that in here. You see the beginnings of it in here. Yeah. But I also really like, obviously, Very Proud of You kind of era. And there's also some of that in here. There's a little bit of something for everybody here. And and I think it's I think it's fantastic. And I think it's great. It's it's seriously one of the few transition albums or the two transition albums of their career. This and Sing the Sorrow are their their that's when you could see when they were changing for sure. Maybe that's why you like it. I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know where your mind goes or what it thinks. I just I don't like when we did the very proud of you thing, like very proud of it's always I love that album. I think it's great. Yeah. And then we did it, and I was like, you know, I haven't listened to this album in a while. Most of these songs kind of just are the same. Okay. I mean, but this album tries to do different things, and they do. And like I said, there's there's five songs that are okay, and there's a stinker on this album. So, <laughs> and it's a bad stinker. It's a stinker stinker. Well, I wouldn't go it's that It's a stinky far. stinker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stinker. Oh, it's awful. But the good far outweighs the bad. Eh. This isn't going to get a perfect score because it's not a perfect album, but I'm going to go with 2.7 on this. 2.7? Yeah. Eesh. Okay, that, that's good. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, Wait, are we going to rank the albums at the end too? Or did no, because no? I didn't listen to them all. Okay. Okay, so final thoughts for me. Like I said, this is the first AFI record I heard. Uh, no Stinkers. Almost all bangers. Um, it's definitely not my favorite AFI record. It's probably my 
it probably sits on my my list of AFI. If I were to rank them, it would list maybe third or fourth from the bottom. That's crazy. Yeah, that is insane. I think. I mean, I think it's an, a, a fucking amazing record. But just with everything else that they've done, I just I can't I can't put it above certain albums. Even some of their more recent stuff, like in the last like fifteen years, I I, I think some of that stuff is better than this. That's nuts too. I know. Absolutely I know. nuts. I know. You're, people you're nuts. A lot butts. of a lot of people would fight with me on this. I mean, I think this is better than Sing the Sorrow, for sure, better than Sing the Sorrow. But um yeah. Yeah, this would this would go fourth from the bottom for me. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, bottom four is this, Sing the Sorrow, uh, the Blood album, and then Burials is their worst. But yeah. That's where you just go. okay, so you're just like I'm shitting all over you. Ones, I'm shitting the all. most popular ones it, okay. are just not good to you. Is that what the that most going popular on ones is that are good? Doing? December Underground. Is that what you're doing? December Underground was one of their best-selling records. That's probably your fifth worst. No, it's not. No, <laughs> I like December Underground more than Very Proud of You. That's because you're stupid. <laughs> I love Very Proud of You, but you know, you don't like anything. Okay, so it, with AFI, <laughs> except for like their last two records, everything AFI has done have been within like a close like. Point one or two scale of one another when our, with our rating system, if that makes sense. Okay. So, with that said, amazing record. Did you clap? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have to clap. That's fine. Um, I love all the instruments on this. I think Hunter, the bass player, and Adam, the drummer, just do a fantastic, spectacular job in the rhythm section. Hunter just fucking rips it up on the bass, and he's. Like like Jeff Kresge, Hunter Bergen is a very underrated bass player, and he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. All the recognition is always given to Jade and Davey, and it really kind of upsets me with this band because yeah, they're good, but Hunter just fucking kills it. And this is like one of the few. This is like one of the last times Adam really shines on the drums. I feel this and the Art of Drowning are the last times he he really shines. Uh, but yeah, with that said great album and i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 2.2.7 as well oh dang yeah Ooh, damn girl just because I, I i would rank the other ones a little bit higher or some of the other ones a little bit higher but yeah maybe a 2.8 i'll give it a 2.8 2.8 i love this record still i listen to it all the time still or often you, i should say you just said it was the shittiest record they've done it's not the shittiest it's their fourth shit that's what you said it's you their said fourth it's shittiest. the shittiest thing that they've done you don't like it there's Full of stinkers, and it's awful. What did I give Sing the Sorrow? Do you remember out of our rating system? I think you gave it around like a two point five, maybe like a two point three. I feel like I might have given it a perfect three just to make you mad, but I, I mean, you wouldn't do that because that would just tarnish the the reputation of our point scale. Dude, I we have no reputation. We have like the worst reputation in history. What? Don't give a damn about my reputation. You know, I really don't like that Joan Jett song. Yes, you do. Everybody likes I really, that song. No, it, I don't. It's kind of annoying. That's because you're annoying. Because it's popular. Oh my god! Why I'm do you saying. Why do you do that all the time? Do what? <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> it's like always your go-to. You just don't like it because it's popular. You always it's do true. that. No, you it's get not. So bad because it's true. You know, it's I true. love popular things. Not mm. everything popular is good, though. I've never a, said that. A lot of popular things are shit. So what are you bitching about? I don't know. I don't even know where you're getting this. Are you just putting words in my mouth? No. In or around my mouth? I put them directly in your mouth but with my don't hands. Don't give a damn about my reputation. 
good. <laughs> what if AFI did that song? It probably sucks still. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I gave it a 2.8. You gave it a 2.7. I win. You lose. And that is it for AFI and their album, Black Sails in the Sunset. Now we can get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. Take it away, Jeff. What do we got? What? I don't know. You want to move on? You ready to move on? Yeah. I don't know. I thought you'd take it away, but I guess not. I I don't know. I I could, I guess. What do you want me to do? Okay, some new albums or one thing that has come out. Uh, Death Capture Kitty put out their put out. They put out their new EP called the Blue EP. Uh, Have not listened. Jeff hasn't listened because I know him better than he knows himself. Uh, Some new songs. Blink One Eighty Two put out. Did you listen to it? The Death Cab thing. Yes. Um, Uh, I did not listen to it. You're right. Yep. Uh, Like I said, (laughs) I do not stand corrected. Uh, Blink 182 put out uh, ooh, put out a new song called I Really Wish I Hated You and I really wish I didn't hate this song but it's not very good and I'm not going to Blink put out arguably the worst song they have ever recorded well that's this song really is quite possibly the worst, worst thing that Mark Hoppus has ever been a part spewed of from his mouth hole is it worse it's than Los so Angeles, though? It's so fucking bad. Yes. <sighs> yes, it is. We'll see. I mean, we're going to get into this song, and we're going to get into all the okay, songs. We'll, we'll get into them more, but just like as a as a, as a a precursor to our An appetizer. He, dude, he like raps. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I, wanna, I can't wait to hear the blast beats and where those come in at. Man, this song. Uh, uh, Do yeah, you remember quite that? Po- quite possibly the worst song they've ever done. Hmm. Eh, but yeah, they did. They also did say that. So yeah, I'm really excited to hear the blast beats on the new Blink album. Corn uh, put out a new song called "Can You Hear Me," and I don't know. It's just it's kind of plain old people. Boring. Yeah, it's not that. I I agree. It's just whatever. So I'm not gonna play that. But I will listen to the to their new record out September 13th, and then the new Blink record out September 19th or 20th. I don't remember. Uh, Prophets of Rage put out a new song called "Pop Goes the Weapon." And um, that's just what you would expect from this them. This is also boring. Yeah, it was what you'd expect. It's pretty. It's pretty insane to me that a band, a super group of this caliber, can put out just such mediocre music. I know, right? For a super group like that, like the most, like some of the most iconic people, and not only in music but just kind of social standing in general. Like it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I, hey man, I know. I agree with you on that. Now, Rustin is it Rustin Kelly. I don't know. I never heard of him until this week. Yeah, he was with Chris Caraba, and they recorded a version of "Screaming Infidelities" acoustically. It was better than the original. I'll I just thought that. it was cool that he got Chris Caraba to sing with him. Yeah, that that was cool, and the fact that it was all acoustic made it better than yeah. the original. Can't shut up. It is better than the original. The fuck well, here. most most dashboards sucks. Because the original is popular. Most dashboards sucks in general. This is dashboards popular, so you don't like them. Dude, you're the fucking worst. Now, speaking of popular things, and things that I don't like, and <laughs> Jeff and Jeff also doesn't like, um, Tool, the band Tool, this week they may be dethroning Taylor Swift to become the number one album on the Billboard charts. And what makes this even more interesting is that 
a lot of people in the pop world or pop fans have no idea who Tool is. And so they're just flabbergasted as to how Taylor Swift can be kicked out of the number one spot if she does. <laughs> and I think it's really it's really funny. And yesterday, actually, there, this one girl I work with, she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Swift fan. She's met her several times at the meet Dang. and greets. Yeah, like, she's super into her. And we and Ryan and I told her that you know she's not going to have the number one album because Tool is going to have is going to be number one. And she's like, "Who's that?" And we said, Ooh. "Oh, they're they're Ooh. they're they're a popular rock band." And she said, "What does Tool stand for?" <laughs> what? And then we're like, "Well, it's not like it's just like a tool, like a like a hand tool." And she's like, "Oh, well, I guess." And then like a minute later, I hear Tool playing from her phone, like the new album. And then I'm like, you're not going to like this at all. It's like, like a 13 minute song. And she's like hunched over, like listening on her phone <laughs> yeah. with bad quality. Like, of course you're not going to like she, it. And what she, she listens for like 20 seconds. And I said, you're not going to hear vocals for at least five minutes. And she's like, oh, <laughs> and then she's like, well, what's the most popular song? And I said, ah, it's probably lateralis or whatever, or whatever that song. I don't forget what it was. I said, just go look at the top Spotify. And she did. And she's like, eh, whatever. But she was like, she seemed kind of upset about the whole, the whole situation. Justin's probably fuming right now. <laughs> Justin and Kenny are just boiling over. <laughs> if they still listen, I don't know. He listens. I think Justin might. Kenny only. I think Kenny only. Oh, I know Kenny only listens to the albums that he he likes. Because he made a comment about the oh, Primus okay. episode we did. Did he? Yeah, on our SoundCloud. Where? On our SoundCloud. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Toit, so toit, toit. so we'll. I'm sure we'll talk about that more because the whole pop pop realm is going to be crumbling beneath everyone's feet when tool reached number one over you know like, t swift normally i would for a band that hasn't released something in what like 13 years mm-hmm. i would i would kind of be like well i don't fault the taylor fans too much because they haven't released anything in so long that a lot of these taylor swift fans are still young and became taylor swift fans when tool wasn't doing anything yeah but it's still tool like they're still a wildly popular band and if you're i don't know if you're going to be that into music you gotta expand your horizons a little bit, but, but I also feel, but but I also feel like the common denominator here for these fans are pe- probably people like Sloan, who just probably listen to Taylor Swift and maybe like Carrie Underwood or something, and that's about <laughs> it. So my my theory on it all is that, so people who listen to Taylor Swift, the way Taylor Swift is marketed, is and a lot of pop acts, the way they're marketed is through singles. Not full album sales. It's all by singles. That's why you have like people like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, or a lot of these, or like Post Malone, like people like that. They they come out with singles rather than albums, and that's how they make their money. That's how they became famous. They become famous and popular, or one of the reasons. So people aren't used to lis- listening to full records. So they're only going out and listening to like three to four songs off this Taylor Taylor Swift record. You know, like casual Taylor Swift fans. Right. They're only listening to like. A handful of the songs but tool fans they tend to be more like insane and rabid and they listen to the full album like three times a day so in all <laughs> manner of speaking they're listening to the entire album when taylor swift fans are only listening to not even half of it so maybe i'm thinking that's why tool is is fighting with taylor swift at this point because fans are actually listening to the entire album that's my theory. Yeah, that's it. that's true. But I but could also, be wrong. I mean, I don't it's, know. it's also good to point out that Taylor Swift's album came out and within two weeks it went platinum. So that's pretty. Mm. It's pretty insane. True, but 
but then That's it a also lot of album sales in two weeks. But it also kind of shows like how quickly it drops off. You know, within a week, she's already kind of she's already like way on the downturn, and Tool is about to beat her. Tool's, it's, Tool's not gonna, it's telling. Tool's not going to go platinum. It's telling, but no. But I'm saying it's telling of the of of her as an artist and her fans. She already went platinum. Who cares? She's no, th- but that's she what I'm saying. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, she she reaches platinum status within a week or two, and then she's already like that far down. Like, that's when people have art people have dropped off that quickly to actually buying it or streaming it enough. That's because you know she's what I mean? busy writing her next platinum album, and she tells everybody, "Just don't worry about it. I'll be coming out with something next year, or even like a couple months. That'll be platinum in two weeks. So that's you know whatever." She wants to give. Are you else sure a it went platinum? Are you sure it went platinum already? Yeah, it was like two weeks. Two really? weeks. There's no way. Two weeks. I I wish I, I knew references, but that's fine. You never seen Total Recall? That's fine. I've seen Total Recall, but I don't remember that. I can't place the reference. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not cool like you. I guess. I guess when it's he's too going new. To Mars and they're like, I guess it's too to popular. And he's like, and he was dressed up as the woman, and they were like two weeks. Because he's only programmed to say like one thing, but then they asked him a different question, and the the robot like malfunctioned, and the, like the face melted off, and the eyeballs bulged out. I don't, I don't remember. Like clearly, you don't know anything. <laughs> clearly, I don't so watch popular things or consume popular things. That is true. That's what it comes down to. I'm, I call them the same and I and I, I do. that and I've never seen anything past the year 2000. Any movie that was made after 2000, I've never seen. That is also true. Ryan Logic. Ryan Logic. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to a band that I know because they were around before 2000. Uh, Guns and Roses. They are going to be supposedly a source close to the band have said that they're going to be putting this song out to go along with the new Terminator movie that comes out in a few weeks. So if that happens, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the pod, but this will be the first Guns N' Roses material with Slash on the re- on the song since I think 93 or 94. Could be wrong. So we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, Korn are releasing a six-episode podcast to go along with their new album, The Nothing. The podcast is going to be released in October. It's going to tell a fictional story. I don't know exactly what the story is going to be about, but it's supposed to go along with the uh, album, which I think is cool. It's a cool idea, regardless of what you think of the band. It's I'll, I'll probably listen to it, actually. It's Corn being innovative again. It's them always you know, trying to try something new, for better or worse. It's what they do. They take chances. That's, what I like. That's one reason why I like the band. Okay. And uh, going along with Pods, uh, Dustin Kensrue, the singer from Thrice, he's coming out with his very own podcast called Carry the Fire, and that's also coming out in October. I have no idea what it's going to be about. He is very vague as to what it's going to be about, but he seems excited about it. So uh, I'll give it a chance, even though I think he's kind of a boring guy, but I'll still give it the first episode a shot. And the last mm-hmm. bit we have here is uh, we got some more Offspring drama. <laughs> And I can't, I, it just seems so stupid. And from what I get from all of this, they tried to fire the bass player, Greg, late last year. Uh, he kind of refused to be fired. So he sued them and there have been lawsuits ever since. And it's become kind of a shit show. Well, that was like a countersuit because yeah. Dexter and Noodles allege that rather than like 
straight fire him. They before that they tried to basically get him out, but offer him money for his part in Offspring Incorporated, like the actual business aspect of their music. Yeah, and he was like, "No way, fuck it." And they're like, "Okay, well, like we don't want you in the band anymore." And then that's when he felt that he wasn't given enough money, and then he sued, and then time passed, and now they're suing back. <laughs> Tommy go fuck himself. Even though he has the rights to the stuff, it's like, I mean, I understand why they did what they did, even though it was fucked up, but it's like the dude still has played on every record. He, I'm sure he has some co-writing credits, but regardless, he was con- still considered a either, either quarter part of the band or third part of the band. I think it was one third. Everybody has one third. Yeah, but that but that that was since the drummer left the band or their original drummer. Well, I think now everybody has one third of like the business part of it. Yeah, exactly. And he should be. I mean, anything, any revenue, anything, anything like that. Yeah, should go to him. Absolutely. But they probably offer him a a pretty good chunk of change. It doesn't matter. But in the long run, he's going to make more in royalties and, and in everything every year. Than he will with a large chunk of change. You I mean, know? If he lives long enough, I don't know how long he's gonna live. Well, he's not old. He's not that old. He's like fifty. That's pretty old. He's got another twenty to forty years. Ugh, that's halfway to a hundred, man. If you if you live to be hundred, then you, you know this doesn't happen too often. He's almost dead. <laughs> You're insane. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, it's all kind of shady, and it just it kind of this is the, what I hate the most about like pop, popular bands is that it's it's just it's all business and it just doesn't make the music very fun anymore and it shows because usually the music isn't that good because it's more of a business and blink 182 is a like one of the best examples of that i mean the offspring have kind of been like that for many years now but uh this is like the first time it's kind of shown you know like the offspring still kind of stay true to their style and and sometimes yeah. put out decent songs, whereas like Blink pretends to stay true to their style and then just butchers themselves. Mm-hmm. Like at least the Offspring are, are kind of still punk rockers. Yeah, and they could still play their old songs well. Yeah, you know, and they don't, yeah. you know, they don't replace the singer and main songwriter of the band. But some guy didn't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's about it. Do you have anything else to say about the pod or about anything in general? Nah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you all for listening to episode 163. 163. Lucky number 163. Of the podcast. Podcast. That we call Uh, So go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Thank you again for all listening to the pod, if you're still listening. If you're not, then go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. You're stupid. Um, So that's it. David Javi, 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 David Bit barrel girl. Bit barrel girl. It is. It is a uh, uh, gross. What is weird? It is a uh, cursed. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>